the ex-wife, soon to be ex-wife, that uh, she's given a divorce to uh, and be free from him regarding every person except uh, for a certain person. And so for that person, she's not divorced. For that person, if she wants to marry him, no, you're still married to me. But for everybody else who you choose to marry, that would be an option. And that was very surprising to us. There was an argument. Rabbanin didn't go for that. But there was an opinion, Rebbe Eliezer, uh, that we learned in the Mishnah. Um, he said um, uh, that such a divorce would work. Um, uh, he said, Rebbe Eliezer Matir. He's, if you go back to the, the Mishnah on yesterday, a person divorces their wife, and they said, You now are free. Until now, you've been, you were Kaddish to me. You were uh, sanctified to me. Kaddish means separate. You couldn't be, have a relationship with any other man, but now that's no longer the case, except for one person. If this guy wants to, to uh, marry you, you have to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm still connected to my previous husband uh, regarding you. But regarding everybody else, I am free and clear. And again, this was shocking, uh, but we kind of brought the source for that. But now we're going to discuss it a little further, and we're going to get to the roots of what is divorce? What is it really about? So uh, we're on the uh, boy over here. Five lines from the bottom on Pei Beis Amid Beis, 82b. Boy Abaye. Abaye had the following question. Harayat Muteris the Koladim. The guy says, uh, he gives the language of the divorce, which is, you are now permitted to any person. And he says, except from Ruvain and Shimon. Um, except if you want to marry Ruvain and Shimon. Uh, that's the, according to Rebbe Eliezer, such a divorce is good. But uh, as, the, uh, as, as the divorce is being delivered, you then say, the Amrla, you say to her, the husband says to her, Li Ruvain Vishimon. He then adds in the word, very confusing. What is he talking about? First he said, not them. And then as, the, as, the, uh, um, as he hands the divorce, he says, to Ruvain and Shimon. So, uh, so the question is, what does he mean? Tosa says this goes even like the Rabbanan. In other words, not just even like the Rabbanan that the usual get doesn't work. Maybe what happened was he said besides them, and uh, the rabbi gave him a funny look. You know, and he, okay, Ruben Shimon, right? So, the, the, so again, he said, no, no, not Ruben and Shimon. So now the question is, and then he says, Okay, Ruven and Shimon. So what does he mean? So we got to do some mind reading here. Mahu, me, I'm reading. Do we say, my the Asr Sharia? Well, before he said not Ruven and Shimon, now he's changing his mind. Odilma, maybe he's doing the flipperoo. My the Asr, that which he forbid, um, the two ones he, he now is taking back, but that which he permitted, he's now forbidding. Can't take anybody else, but you can only marry Ruvain and Shimon. Because he's saying you're you can have Ruvain and Shimon. So is, is he doing a is he doing a total flip-flop? What do the, what do those words mean? In Tim Salomar, as we turn to today's page, my that maybe he's just falling. Let's not go that far. Let's not say that he means to be very strange that he 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 just didn't want her to marry Ruvain and Shimon. 
And then now, all of a sudden, he only wants her. That, that's kind of far. Let's not go that, that, that far. Let's assume that he, until now, said, you can't have them. And as he was giving it, he decided, you know what? I won't be such a uh, uh, picky ex-husband. Take him. If you want to marry Ruvain and Shimon, you could have him. So, Maida Asr the Ruvain Mahu. What about instead of saying both Ruvain and Shimon, he just said Ruvain. I hate the way they pick on Ruvain. Oh, you know, that's the, uh, <laughs> but what happens if they just pick on Ruvain? He, ju- he just says, okay, Ruvain. So what, he, he didn't mention the other person who he left off in the original statement. So the Ruvain, who, uh, does he mean, yeah, Ruvain, Shimon, or whoever? Or does he mean, I, why did he say Ruvain? Because he was the first one on the list. No, he's only changed his mind about Ruvain. Ruvain's a nice guy. But uh, Shimon, there's no way. So that's the next question. If he just uh, just seems to change his mind about Ruvain, does he mean to Ruvain? Or is it, is it that he's realizing that he really looks bad? Sometimes people, they, they, um, they have an anger and they do something, and then all of a sudden it occurs to, to them, that's the way they, how do they look to other people? In other words, at the moment of anger, people do crazy stuff. They, you know, they get out of their car, they're shouting and carrying, and then at, it, it all of a sudden hits them. I'm making myself look like a fool, right? So did he, like, have karata? And he said, yeah, okay, you can have Ruvain. Or is he just, you know, I put the two together, but really Ruvain's not so bad. I'll let you have Ruvain, not sure. Mm. So what, what's his psychology here? Being Sipsalama, Ruvain, Dafka, well, let's take, he only said Ruvain. Lashim and Mahu, what about if he said Shimon? So the Shimon who had done the Ruvain, maybe if he said Shimon, he includes Ruvain. I why did he say Shimon? Mishum That's the last one he mentioned. First he said no Ruvain and uh, what's that guy's name? Shimon. Okay, Shimon. So maybe he's changing his mind. Udum Shimon Dafka. So or not? So we th- th- these are interesting, interesting questions. But uh, let's once we're asking those questions, let's ask another question. The Gemara gets in these moods, so to say. It's not even the Gemara. In the, in the base Medrash, they're open at certain times to throw out questions. So Abaye threw out his questions. What if he said, Afla Shimon? Uh, then clearly he means uh, even Shimon. No, not Abaye, Ravashi. Yeah. Ravashi, I'm sorry. Boy Ravashi, Afla Shimon Mahu. Afla Ruven Koi, does he mean even Ruven? Oh, Dilma Af Alma Koi. Does he mean uh, Shimon together with everybody else? That also isn't so clear, Teku. We'll have to ask Eliyahu. Mm. So th- this, uh, this case, where at first he said you're permitted to any man except those two, and then later on he seems to be waffling, uh, we really, uh, it's very, very unclear what he means. We'll have to ask Eliyahu if that ever happens. Okay, that's the uh, Teku. I know Tosus doesn't explain why this is a Shiloh even in the Rabbanon, but like the Rabbanon said, Anytime you do a get, it's got to be everybody. There's right. no such thing as halfway. So why are these even... So what I understood was if, if he's changing his mind, so then maybe it's good. In other words, like the Rabbanan, if he had said, you're, you're, permitted, you're permitted to everybody except, they would have said, you've got to give that get over. Uh-huh. But the question was, then he went back and said, Ruben and Shimon, okay, right. it passes. If it's uh, rescinding. If it's rescinding. But what about if he only rescinded by saying Ruvain? So did he mean to rescind both? So even the Rabbanan will, will need to know, did he fix the problem that he had? That's why I kind of threw in there, like the rabbi gave him a look, you know, the sofa gave him a kick under the table. Don't say that, you know. Okay, Ruvain, you know, like he... Uh, um, but it's still very 
It's still very interesting, though. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, and, and to follow up on that question, the, the Rabbanan mm -hmm. actually hold that this get as it's it's a kosher get. It's not like he 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 postled the get with his initial intention. Oh, that's a good point, Doctor. So there is there is a question really in all of this, and that's called there's a concept of bittul haget. In other words, the the if the get was written and then it, he changed his mind or he then nullified it, can you still use it? And so over here, you could argue this was a defective divorce because he had in mind to exclude somebody. And so the idea that even if he blew it initially, he can still... Then would come the question, how soon is this like Toka de Dibor? Like, is he immediately... All right, forget, is it, or is it... Uh, but that's, uh, they do talk about that. That's, uh, Rav Avram, yeah. So, yes, the, the Morris is not seen at all bothered by what I'm wondering about. Harei at muteret lechol adam seems to be the, uh, the, the proper nusach that, mm -hmm. that he speaks. Yeah. Well, it, I'm just again. Mm -hmm. I, I, when the Gamora does not seem to be bothered by this, mm -hmm. but it just occurs well, to me we're talking. We're she, very she, concerned about what he's saying. Right. Well, she's not considered a married woman regarding a Kohen. A Kohen has another issue. Even if she's not married, he's not allowed to marry a Grusha. I, what, what you're asking is, would a Kohen have a different nusach that he says to? Uh, his ex, in other words, you're now permitted to, you know, well, actually, any, any woman who's divorced now, she, until now, she could have married anyone, and now uh, she's off limits to, okay. But that's, that's my question. And we're uh, yeah, just yeah. over right, here, yeah. our whole discussion is we're very concerned with what he said. Right, which right. Which is already a different question because we were very concerned, of course, with the new stuff of the, right. the get itself. So now, I'm just, right. just, but the, the idea is that not... right. what was forbidden was that you were Kaddish to me and that forbid you to other, to other people. So I'm removing the fact that you are designated for me and so now you are free to pursue whoever you want. Now, those other people may have, you might have your own limitations that they wouldn't want to take you because they're a Kohen or they're a... But I, I hear what you're asking. I, 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 um, it's an interesting... Yeah. Okay, moving along. Yeah. I, I, uh, okay. okay, let's see the Gemara now. Let's have, now we're going to have fun. Okay, Tanrabban, our rabbis learned. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I'd like to know the rest of the story over here. Rabbi Eliezer was the, uh, the maverick here. He said this idea, the shocking idea that you could have a partial divorce, that he could divorce for regarding all men, you're divorced except for those two. Regarding those two, I'm holding on, I'm not, uh, you're still married to me, right? Ruvain or Shimon. He's the one who said that such a divorce worked. That was a, a, a very shocking, different kind of an opinion. And um, he explained it, how, why he understood, we said that from the Psukim, that's how he understood that such a thing worked. Um, the uh, other sages were not very comfortable with that explanation. And uh, somehow, La'acha p'tirasa shorevalaza niktusu arba zakeinim lahashiv after he died, they were ready to demolish him. Okay, uh -huh. they're gonna. The question was, why did they come when he was alive? Was that not possible, or uh, or was it that they uh, just the timing, or you know, it's very. Uh, but uh, they couldn't let his words stand. Again, he was first quoted in the Mishnah that a person could make a divorce and say chutz mishimon. So after he died, the leading sages they got up and said, now we're going to demolish that argument. 
And who are those four sages? Rabbi Yossi, Aglili, Riftarfa, Reloza, Benazari. Sounds like we're Pesach already, right? That's the, uh, you know, th- those were gathered in Venebrak. Uh, but the, uh, these are the four leading sages of the, uh, of the they're going to uh, now explain why the Rebbe Eliezer was wrong. So, Nena Rev Tarfin. And again, anytime we have multiple opinions, it always challenges our mind to try to keep them all straight and why, why they said one way and not another way. And the, but uh, there, there's a difficulty here. The main difficulty, I think, is what probably bothers all of us is that we've been taught to understand that uh, a divorce means that he no longer has control, that it's a total uh, severance of what bound them together. And that's it. They're no longer... But isn't he still maintaining this control if he said, regarding Ruven, you're still married to me? But on the other hand, he's not saying that I'm going to live with you as regarding Ruven. He's just saying that when you were married to me, you are forbidden to all men. And so I'm letting go. But this one part, I'm not letting go of, right? That, I, that regarding Ruven and Shimon, we're still connected. So now the sages are going to argue on that point, And they're going to try to bring different uh, insights into that. So, Nana Rev Tarfin. Rev Tarfin takes the stage. So, Omar, he says, Har Let's say, uh, this woman, uh, all right, I can't marry Ruvain or Shimon. So, you know what? I'll, ha- I'll take Levi. I like that family. You said I can't have Ruvain and Shimon. I'll go take Levi. This woman goes and she marries the brother of the one man that she couldn't marry, the one or two men. It's a question, are we going on the Chutz Meruven or Chutz Meruven and Shimon? Let's oh. just keep it simple, Elaloploni. Let's just stick to it. He said, you can marry everybody except for, let's not say Ruven, let's say Ploni, okay? That's what the Mishnah said. That you can't have Ploni. And so she went and she married the brother of Ploni. And Umeis Banim, and then Ploni died without children. So what normally would happen? Normally, the brother would put on his brother's shoe and, and marry her. But he can't uh, marry her because um, he's, uh, he's not, she's not divorced regarding him. So, Lo Nim says that, Okadavar It would come out that you couldn't do the normal mitzvah of Yibam with the brother. And uh, that's a Torah mitzvah. Why so, wouldn't he, why wouldn't he just be a Chalitza? Um, because, well, ideally, if they would want to, there'd be a mitzvah to do yibum, but he can't even think about it because right. he, uh, she's what not he divorced. To do what? What you're saying is a possibility. Of course he could do that. But what if he wants to do, what if they want to do yibum? Right. No, so, right. That's our right. That's, that's I understand, but, uh, but, uh, but Michael's right. They can still do chalitza, and actually, this is also a Torah mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, "A forbidden woman. You know, it's a mitzvah not to not to uh, not to. If your brother's still married, um, basically, what comes out? I think this is what it's saying. Uh, there again, um, maybe I'll instead of Plony. She, he said, regarding Plony, you're still married, and now he married Plony's brother, and Plony's brother died without children." And she now has Zika with Plony, and we're not letting her do Yibam with him because she's still connected to her previous husband. That's right. So the problem is, you see that, uh, that she didn't sever her relationship with her previous husband. It becomes clear in this case, the reason she can't take him is because she's still connected. She ain't that You're kind of proving that he didn't really divorce her. 
if he really divorced her, she'd now be able to do yibam. From the fact that we only want to let him do chalitza, doesn't that prove that this was the case that he felt showed that she was still connected to her ex-husband? Right. Okay, so that was Revi Tarfin's argument. That, Which is very strange. Okay. Clooney's <laughs> brother would show that she's not connected to the original husband. Otherwise, HSE, you're not saying that. I mean, I understand the Gomorrah, mm-hmm. you're know, coming up with this troubling. Uh, right, right. Basically, if, if, yeah, yeah. If, if, the, if, if, the, if, the, if, 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 Late, it potentially is going to make it that there won't be a mitzvah of Yivam later, and that shows that she's still connected. That says it's Ainz yeah. Ecclesi. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. I, 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 you know, I think about it in the context of this, but you can actually ask it much simpler without without a question of Yivam. So, um, Reuven gives Sarah a, a, a divorce, and he says, you can marry anybody except for, for Shimon, okay? Mm-hmm. Then Reuven dies. So can she now marry Shimon, or did he, or did he make a tenai that is binding on her forever? So that that's really the point they're trying to make. From the fact, if you're going to say that it's still binding, doesn't that prove that that he didn't let go? That, that's right. but, no, but the husband dies. The yeah, yeah. Dies. One of the other rabbis. Right, so good. One right. of the other rabbis is going to make that point, Doctor. That's going oh, really? to be coming okay. up. Yeah. I want. Is it interesting, Rashi here about uh, when it said Rebbe Tarfin? was nana. What's a funny word? What does it mean, nana? He answered. So Rashi says, harim kolo. He's yelled. He, he lifted up his voice. Kola haramas kolhi. Does it mean he spoke up? I guess you could say, you could say lightly he spoke up, but it's, it's just interesting, that language. Haramas, like, he, you know, he, 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 was the, he was the first one. Okay. Could be, it could be that they were they waited till he died because uh, you know they were worried he was going to bring down the walls of the base medrash on him. Yeah, uh, could but, be, uh, could be. Yeah, he he didn't but, suffer. But, okay. That also begs the question: Where's Rabbi Hoshua in this? Right, <laughs> right. We're missing one of the five. Right, only four out of. Where's the other big? That's a great question. I was also wondering that. Okay, so Nana Reb Yosi Haglili. Now Reb Yosi Haglili he speaks up, uh, and he says the following: Omar Hechametzina Isulazel Umotulazel. Where do you find a woman that should be uh, uh, forbidden to one man and permitted to another? Ha'asr, asr, if she's forbidden, if she's married, she's married to everybody. Ba'amutr, mutr l'kol. Ha'lamda she'en zekrisas. He says, very basic, you can't have such a thing. Either she's married or she's not. You can't say she's divorced to most. <laughs> he, does, he doesn't, he's very, makes a very straightforward argument. He said, this isn't, you, you, the basic... Uh, wording it doesn't convey divorce. Rebbe, that's argument number two. Rebbe Lozer ben Azariah says, Krisus dabra koros beina labeina. The word krisus, uh, separation, means separating between us. He says, you don't have to go any further. Lamedash ain't the krisus. This isn't krisus. Rashi, a koros beina labeina, that separates between the two. Bahare akati agidaba. He, she's still attached to him, la'asr al-osoish, to be forbidden to that one man. Nana um, Revikiva, uh, Revikiva is the fourth opinion. So basically, what I think 
they're all almost saying the same thing. They're just looking at a different angle to show their point. That this time kind of divorce isn't a divorce. Divorce means they're no longer connected. They have to let go. They're no, but it's not letting go. It's not, fi- it's not final. She's still connected to him in that way. Um, so Rabbi Kiva is going to express it in, in a, a fourth way. He says, Omar, he says, all right, I can't have, I can marry anybody except for Ruven. <clears throat> Fine. She goes and she marries another person. I, okay, I'll take someone else. Bahailobanim, and she has a nice family. And Benisarmo, uh, she becomes a widow. That guy dies. Time moves on. Onishkarsha, or the next husband dumps her. And then she goes and she says, Well, I can't, uh, I want to go. Back to my old flame, Ruvain. Uh, and she goes and she marries the one guy who her first husband said not to marry. Uh, and we said, retroactively, she's not, uh, if she, uh, she's not divorced regarding him. It comes out that her divorce is not a divorce. And so if she's still married to husband number one, then the kids that she had from husband number two, let's keep track, this is husband number three, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, she married husband number one and said, okay, go marry anybody but Ruvain. And she marries husband number two, has a nice life, and then uh, has kids, and then he dies. And now she says she goes and she takes Ruvain from the one guy who, now she's on her third husband, but the first husband said don't marry him. So if we're going to say that that condition is still there, so now the, the, when she goes and marries him, her divorce will, her, from the first husband will disappear, and her kids from the second husband will turn into Mamzerim. So until now, they got called, they got very Hashvaliyas, they got, and now all of a sudden, since the mother married Ruvain, their kids will turn into Mamzerim, and uh, they'll become person non grata. Uh, that's not, that's not Croesus. Yeah. Can you explain how you read those words, low nims, get Isn't it, isn't it going to be that her first get will be nullified, <laughs> and her kids from husband number two will turn into Mamzerim. And so how lambda shames that crisis. I think this is exactly what Dr. Yaffe was bringing up. That was the point that he wanted to, you know, that... Uh, so, but it shows you that she's not cut off. Dover Acher, another thing. Sharizen, Nessa, Olav, Kohen. Let's say she couldn't marry uh, that guy. The one that was forbidden to her was a Kohen. Uh, and uh, let's say the, the one man that she couldn't marry was a Kohen. Okay. He said, you're divorced to anybody, but you can't marry him. And now the guy, so, and uh, the one, her first husband, he died. So now she turns into a widow. So regarding Ruvain, she's a widow. Regarding everybody else, she's a divorcee. Vagusha eats the Adam. She's because uh, she's she's to, to one guy, she was still married. To the other people, she was a divorcee. So now that her first husband died, she could then go marry him because re- she's not divorced. Regarding so the question is this: Is this lady a divorcee? Well, it depends on which man you're talking about, because. Uh, uh, so Vakavakoma, my Grusha Shikala Asura, Bishfil Sad Gershin Shabah, if a woman who's divorced, she'd be forbidden because she's divorced. Ishish, when a person is a uh, is a married woman, Shikamura, Lokoshikane. Certainly, Halamish ain't the crisis. 
So the bottom line is we have a lot of, we, we're showing that there's very big strings attached over here. When the person says that husband gives a divorce, you're permitted to any man except to him. So we're showing, uh, all four opinions have shown that there's still strings attached and this is increases. And so they're arguing that it's, it can't be that that kind of divorce would work. So they all brought very strong arguments against Rebbe Eliezer. Omer Lam Rebbe Yeshua, Rebbe Yeshua says, you guys, I don't agree with any of you. You, you can't knock a lion down after he's dead. Um, they want to say that it's like almost not fair to make an argument because I'm sure if he were alive, he'd have what to say. So, You can explain away all those things except for Leza de Lesupircha. And Taninami, Omer Yosi Royas, Diver Leza Benazaria, Diver Kulunai. Agree with his words uh, uh, more than uh, the other ones. And uh, now, though, th- that's the whole discussion. Now we're going to go back and try to look at some of those arguments singularly. So, but you, you, we basically finished the concept. Now the more is just going to spend a little more time on each each opinion. Um, so it comes out basically, Rebelli. Let me ask you, just before we go, the, the marriage doesn't go back to being a marriage. Right. It's just that the get uh, becomes disqualified. Well, how do you define a marriage? There's two parts to a marriage. One is you have a relationship with a man, and by having relations with him, you're excluded from having a relationship with someone else. So you're saying regarding him, she's not that part of the relationship is finished. But no. it's the fact that she can't take another man, that's, that he's keeping that going. In other words, what if you would say, you're divorced from me, but you can't marry anyone? So it's, uh, she's still connected to him. Okay. And that only gets done retroactively if she's a bad girl after, like, the first, the second marriage. Right, right, in that last case, in that last case, right. Right, so now we're going to go and spend some time on each opinion and uh, try to figure out what, what they were arguing, what they were saying. Yeah. I guess Billy and Michael saying, what, so what is that relationship at that point? Is he responsible for her? Does he have to pay her bills? Good question. I don't know. The, can she collect her tsuva? If, if, if she's still sort of married, like, right, I, I don't know. It sounds like, I think that's actually the argument they were making was that she, how, how could she be divorced to the extent if she wants to remarry, she's fully married, but as long as it's a different person, but if she wants to remarry that person, so then she's still connected. Like, how, how do you... What does it look like to be half divorced? Divorced regarding some men and not divorced regarding others. It's just a, it's a mess. That's the, uh, so I believe that all goes into why the Gemara is uncomfortable with Rabbi Eliezer's uh, opinion. It's a very, uh, it's, it's a lot of unanswered questions. Uh, I believe you could make the argument. What, what would you think? Would you think that he still has, if he's saying that... He's the one who's blocking her from... So he should have to give her, pay her expenses and take her, okay. That would be the cost of the tenoy. But what if she remarries somebody else? Could she still collect from him because... So it seemed like if she remarries someone else, then he's kind of off the hook. But if she then divorces that person and wants to go to someone else or she's limited and can't, then she's back on payroll. Okay, I hear you. Okay. Also, what right. I don't bring up like after she marries the second man, wouldn't that condition be nullified? That that's exactly the point that Mar wants yeah. to make, right? Yeah, that's, right. That's, that's the issue that I'm. Yeah, yeah. That's the so. Um, if you want to say that it's still there, then she's uh, she's not divorced. 
Divorce means she no longer has any connection to that first husband. But if you're going to say that she, even after she marries husband number two, and then she wants to go back to number one, and she's still connected to husband number one, how is she divorced from him? Unless you want to say she's not connected. Well, then that means it doesn't work. If it doesn't work, then it doesn't work, even from the beginning. So that's really the... Uh, okay, let's see the Gemara now. Gemara's going to spend some more time on this, but that's... That's really the argument they made. Okay. Oh, Marmar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the Mahlokis, with the logic of the Mahlokis, but here you see Rabbi Yahushua pipes in and he says, he says, no, Rabbi Eliezer was a great man. Okay. <laughs> you can't pick on him after he's dead. Right. Me. Right. 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 <laughs> That's not fair. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That, yeah. Now he now he pipes up. He wasn't in on the. Uh, that's right. Um, there is a Rashi that expresses what Dr. Yafi said. Let's take a quick look at that. Um, what was why can't you answer a line after he's dead, Rashi? It's um, right next to the Gilyan Ashas on the right. You know, if he was alive, if he was alive, he would answer you. So shkoyach that you're asking him questions now and saying, uh, you know, uh, we're 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 big boys here. We can we know more than he knows. Well, you know what? If he was here, it's not really a fair argument. Okay, back to the mark. This was the first argument. Let's say, so again, he divorced her and said, you can marry anybody except for Reuven. And so she went and she married Reuven's brother. Uh, she married the brother of the one that he forbid. And that brother died without sure. Isn't she uprooting a mitzvah of Yibam? So, um, uh, uh, is, is, the word ochre means she's uprooting it. So Morris said, ochre, ihu ochre, it's really her first husband who uprooted the mitzvah because he didn't allow her to consider marrying uh, her, this other brother. Ella, um, and, but how did he say no yibum? Rashi, ihu ochre, klomar, vikihu ochro mamish, did he uproot it? It becomes... Because of the situation, they can't do the mitzvah. But Garamso shows that. It means indirectly ochre. Masha osi isri The word ochre means he said no yibam. He didn't say no yibam. Yibam lovely yavma. He didn't have the mitzvah of yibam. He's preventing this scenario uh, from having the mitzvah of yibam. It's more it's the wrong word. So the, that's the Gemara's question now. Just what does it mean that we're, we're say, blaming it on husband number one, that now she can't, uh, can't marry that one guy because he's preventing the Yibam. Um, what it means is he made a condition, So, but the Gemara says condition, he didn't use the word condition. Did she have to marry who's his brother? Tahu Gavra of that man. Elagorim, what it really means is he caused Lakar Dabramin Torah. Gorim, so the Gemara says, well, do you mean uh, you, can't, uh, you can't cause a mitzvah to be lost? Elamiyata. Bas Ochiv Shel Loisa. Now, there's, a, there's an interesting rule. Uh, you're allowed to marry the daughter of your brother, you're allowed to marry your niece, and you shouldn't be allowed to marry your niece. Uh, because if you marry your niece and the person dies without children, they won't have a mitzvah of yibam because the brother can't marry, do yibam with his daughter, right? And you'll be causing the mitzvah to disappear. Uh, so the Mordechai says, 
In other words, uh, that's exactly our question. That we said that there's a question on this explanation. Basically, you, you are allowed to put yourself in a situation where there won't be a mitzvah of evil. Um, so why, why is the Gemara asking that if you're going to forbid somebody to marry Ruvain and then you decided to marry Shimon and Shimon decides to die without children, then you're going to be causing the lady not to be able to have Yibam with Ruvain. But since when are you not allowed to be put in a situation where Yibam won't apply? Because in theory, a person could marry a relative of, the, of, the, of their husband. I'm sorry, they could marry a relative of their husband's brother and then not be permitted to do Yibam. And so... That itself, the fact that you could find a scenario where a person eventually won't have yibum doesn't isn't called uprooting the Torah. So that that's the question. Well, yeah. In this case, it's not uprooting the Torah. The Torah itself forbids the other relationship. It's like it's like two brothers that marry two sisters. There's no yibum there, right? Right. Because because you can't. Well, that's it's one darais that prevents you from doing another darais. That's not somebody making a condition that's uprooting a darais. It's different. Correct. I think that's exactly what the Gemara is saying. That's, that's the, the reason he, he fills the same argument over here, is that if, if the, he forbid her to marry that one person, and then she chose to marry his brother, that's not called uprooting the Torah. That's not called uprooting uh, Yibam. No, I'm saying the other way around. I'm saying this is different, because the, he, oh, he's, making, he's making it nigh that is preventing a derisa. Whereas in the other case, it's it's one derisa against another derisa. So what do you do? You have to you have to you have to be cautious for for a derisa. But way. from it the is. fact that you're allowed to enter a marriage where if they die, it'll the the derisa will prevent you from doing yibum. You see that that's not called uprooting the yibum. Yeah. So I was I was thinking that as well, Barry. It, your case would be if they knew that the the, the second husband was deathly ill. And she still married him, knowing that, that he was going to die. Right. And then that might be the strong argument. What you're saying, I was thinking about that. Uh-huh. So, um, So, uh, and and what's the case? If it's someone else, it's um, um, uh, if it, it was someone else, that's totally mutter. Um, Mishrishari Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar permits it if she said besides that person, Netanya. Moda Rebbe Lazar Maris Ishto that Rebbe Lazar would have admitted if when he said the divorce, he said, All right, but Torah's called Mechutz Miploni, besides him, Baruch and this is Elchem and Ashuk, and then she married somebody else, and his armor on his Garsha, and then he died or she got divorced, that she's now permitted. So if he said except, then um, that would fall off. Elba Aminas. We're talking about Aminas. Okay, so that was, again, we're just going in the first argument. Now we get to the second argument. How do you have it that she's permitted to one and forbid us If she's forbidden, she's forbidden to everybody. That was his argument. His argument is she can either marry anyone or she can't. There's no such thing as uh, to some and not to others. I very true. You find that some foods are permitted to a Kohen could eat it, and Israel not. So why is there a problem of this one can marry and that one can't? The Morris said, Well, we're talking about in marriage, not about food. The Morris of Ayarayas, there's uh, certain things that are bidden, but Isha's were through marriage. The Morris says, Well, there's a married woman that she's permitted to her husband and not to other people. That's the question. And in which case is it a question? 
if you want to say there's a condition, um, if he just made a condition that you don't marry that man, what happens if she, uh, all right, so she'll, she took him as a boyfriend without marriage, then technically she wouldn't, she wouldn't be violating. It's a case of chutz. Um, we're just adding on to the argument, the question of the case, whether it was he said chutz me this person or on the condition not to marry that person. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, now we get to argument number three. He said, She went to a total stranger, and then they got divorced, or he died. And now she goes back to husband number one. Aren't the kids going to be Mamzerim retroactively. So, but you could ask this question in any condition. Lo tinasu, you shouldn't get married. Maybe they won't keep the condition. Let's say get mamzerim. So that's the question. If you say you can give a divorce on a condition, it's true of any condition that once that condition is broken retroactively, she's not divorced. and what's the case? Mishri Shari. He said that uh, um, that's permitted. Rebel loves it. Tanya, Motor of Lazar, and Magar said, She's a man who tells the call and a chutzmi ploni. Now she's permitted. It must be the case of Alminas. Let's say the one she was written to Koin, Umesim is Garish, and then he died. Uh, wouldn't she now be a widow to him? The Grusha ate the Koladam, and to everybody else, she's divorced. If the divorce part falls off, and what's the case? If we're referring to Hari Grusha Etsa Biznuts, if she were to have relations with him, that would be, uh, she'd be divorced. It's the case of a Chutz. So then the Gemara says, so again, we're basically explaining the four arguments that were made and the question on the four arguments, and then we're pointing and we're getting into a nuance of whether the case was Alminas or Chutz. When he excluded that one person, was he excluding him with the terminology of Alminas or Chutz? Rebbe Kiva, I Chutz for of Chutz. He should ask from Chutz. The Alminas were Lays of Alminas. So the Gemara said, Rebbe Kiva, Chutz. He understood that some people say it. It was besides that Ruvain, and some people say on the condition you don't marry Ruvain. Mm-hmm. It's a question. Either way, there's a question. If you want to say Israkun is different, he's also bringing from Israkun. The answer, he learned it like him. So then, uh, these four arguments, he didn't like any of them. He said, it's not fair. Does, does that mean he agrees with Rebbe Lazar? He also asked questions on him. I agree that we have questions that we don't agree with Rebbe Lazar. Whether it's me, whether it's you, it's not fair to pretend that we can knock off his, ignore his opinion. What's the question on Reb Yeshua's chat to Tanya? Om Reb Yeshua. Now we're going to bring, we quoted this yesterday. What was Reb Yeshua's argument? He compares the, what was before the first 
the second marriage to what was before the first marriage. My code may have I reshona the loagida benishachrina. When she married the first husband, there were no strings attached. Af code loagida The second one also, you can't have any strings attached. Okay, we will stop here at the gufa.